0: Welcome to the Confidently Me with Cece podcast. I'm your host and hype queen Cece. My purpose is to empower you to discover your most authentic self and find confidence in every ounce of what makes you, you. Tune in on Tuesdays to experience reality unfiltered as we break down the crazy norms and expectations we've been conditioned to believe our entire lives. All while learning how to discover your true self and live a happier, more fulfilled life being confidently you. Let's do this fam. Hello, hello, fam, and welcome back to the Confidently Me with Cece podcast. I hope your week has been going well so far, and if anything, we already know that tomorrow is hump day, and then it's Friday junior, which is Thursday, and then Friday, and then the weekend. So hang in there. You are almost through. Oh, fam, we have an amazing topic for you today, and I am so excited about this episode and exploring all of the ways that you can bring joy into your life. So I want you to enjoy this episode. Yes, there is literally a word dedicated to telling people to have joy. And to start, we're going to get into our pod pit and pod peak of the week. So for my pod peak, you know, good things coming first. My parents listened to the pod, and they loved it. (laughs) I gotta say, that does satisfy me. Uh, And also, my mom gave me permission to mention her as I please. And that's actually nice because it feels like it comes from a sense of trust that she not only has with me, but herself. Also, by the way, uh, she wants me to note that from a couple episodes ago, yes, she is messy, but not dirty. I didn't think I made my parents seem like dirty people, and I agree. They are not dirty. I would just like to make that clear. The canon parents are not dirty. But it's just that they have a lot of stuff, and things would just get lost all the time because of it. So, you know, just messy, but not dirty people. Anywho... I think it's really cool that my mom's not placing her own self-worth on how she's being portrayed through the pod, and she understands that how her conditioning from her own childhood has influenced many of the ways that she's raised me throughout my upbringing, which Has both positive and negative implications. So, the big takeaway here is that my mom crushed it raising me because she's always just encouraged me to express my feelings and emotions no matter what. And it was the unconditional love and acceptance that I received from her that really gave me the confidence to be the gal that I am today. So, I'm definitely going to have my parents on the pod as guests in the future, but I have yet to figure out whether or not I want them on together or separately. So, Get hype for that, and uh, I'll be posting on Instagram, so look out for that where you guys can vote, mom, dad, mom, and dad. <laughs> they are a total hoot, though, and it's about to be Baby Boomer Central up in here. So that brings me to my pit of the week. Just as a reminder, the pit, that is my low for the week. How low can this limbo stick get? <laughs> so uh, this past week, I had to dog sit for my parents and sleep alone in their house. It It's a big house. It has a lot of rooms, I will say. And uh, I got to say, just personally, my preference is... The living stitch I'm most comfortable sleeping in is a studio apartment, which is quite literally a singular room that's a box. <laughs> Multiply that by a lot for my parents' house. But My biggest issue with the whole dog-sitting thing, though, for my parents is that basically a long time ago when my mom was designing this house, she really loved these doorknobs that didn't have locks on them. So when I was growing up, I had a door without a lock on it, and that's okay, even though it just felt so unsafe. So in advance of my night alone in the house... Even though there's four dogs here to protect me, um, I actually bought this manual lockstick thing that you wedge under the doorknob, and it's done wonders for me. Uh, shout out to my amazing, beautiful, awesome, flawless, chill cousin Leah for the recco. Uh, I also actually kept a knife and some mace in my bedside table drawer, and I had a whole plan in place just in case something were to happen while I was home alone. But also a question for you guys, fam. What do you do when you have to stay in a house alone? Or do you live in a house alone today and you're just like not tweaked out at all? Maybe this actually goes back to the way I was raised because my mom was always training me about kidnappers and robbers and all the things, oh my. (laughs) But like, is that a thing for you? where every noise or every creak that's made, you think somebody's there in like a black mask trying to kill you. Also, I now know that when I grow up, I will only pick out doorknobs for my house that have locks on them. So thank you very much. Anywho, I would definitely say that that was my pit for the week. The whole energy, effort, financial commitment of even buying a manual lock for my door all that stuff to stay in my house alone. But guess what, fam? I made it, and I was damn proud to wake up alive that next morning. So for today's main topic, what brings you joy? Let's tap into our imaginations for a hot sec. I'm going to get into my storytelling meditative voice right now. So, You know that feeling when you've just won? It could be a board game like Super Smash Brothers or a sports match. That uncontrollable tingly sense inside that just wants to explode out of you however it can. You could be jumping up and down, throwing your fists up in the air, or high fiving every person in sight until your hand feels like it's literally gonna fall off. Or how about when something makes you laugh so hard that you might actually pee your pants or quite literally raffle? And for those who don't know, It's the acronym for rolling on the floor laughing with tears profusely streaming down your face and your cheeks and abs ache from smiling and laughing so hard. Or how about that feeling you get during that very first moment when you step outside on the most beautiful, crisp, blue, warm, sunny day after a terrible streak of gloomy weather? Or is it that perfect sip of a perfect cup of coffee in the morning? Or how about when you finally put away your laundry after putting it off for so long? Or the sound that your flip-flops make when they clickety-clack on the back of your heels on one of the first days of summer? Or is that that moment when you hear the first few chords of your favorite song coming on when you're out with your friends? Or how about when you come home after a long day's work or period of being away and you're greeted with nothing but unconditional love and affection from your fur baby? Or is it that very first bite that you take of your absolute favorite meal in the world? Or when the person you love makes it known that they're thinking of you in a way that shows that they care and not just tell? Well, if any of what I just talked about has anything in common, it is a very special emotion that is often expressed physically and outward, you know, rather than one that's on the inside and stays on the inside. This very emotion that I'm talking about is joy. <laughs> Let's count how many times CC says joy in this episode, fam, but it's for a very important purpose. So in today's episode, we're talking all about joy. What is joy that makes this emotion so special? How does joy play a role in helping us connect to our core selves? And what is it about joy that makes us feel so intensely about it in our bodies? And how can we discover what brings us joy so we can access it wherever, whenever, especially in challenging times when we might need it most? While I could easily dedicate an entire episode to many of the complex emotions us humans experience throughout our day to day lives, joy is one that I really feel is the greatest gift to you because joy plays a massive role, if not the most defining role, in what makes life worth living, fam. And really, if I can use this podcast to help you get closer to yourselves, By helping you discover what brings you joy and how to foster more of it into your life, then I am doing my self-employed job, fam, and I am feeling hella joyful while doing it. Enjoy, fam. Get it? Again, there's literally that word dedicated to wishing people a joyful experience. So here I am doing it with you. Anywho, what is joy in the first place, and what does it mean for us to really feel joy? So. Joy is an emotion evoked by well-being, success, good fortune, and it's typically associated with feelings of really intense happiness. I'm, I'm literally, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm circulating my hands around my heart, around my belly, just really intense physical core happiness that comes with natural physical sensations like the jumping up and down, extreme laughter, delight, satisfaction, or pleasure, really only positive things. So, when we feel joy, we feel great. It's a kind of confidence and reinforcement for life where we also feel powerful and capable and lovable and loving and really mostly fulfilled. I'd say that joy is like the number one cup filler emotion, which is yet another reason why I've decided to dedicate a whole dang episode about it. I mean, after all, I do have a podcast about freaking confidence. So, in choosing joy, There's hope in life. And in times of hardship, finding joy can help offer growth and opportunity. And with joy comes self-esteem and self-respect. I mean, what does that mean? It means confidence in your own self-worth and your own abilities. Like when you win something or receive unconditional love, it's that confidence that comes with that, that reestablishes your own meaning in you just being a person, you being someone who exists on this world. And this is why I'm here to help you maximize joy in your life and help you boost your own self-esteem and respect for yourself. Joy gives us purpose. Joy gives us meaning. Joy helps us make us beautifully us. If you hear one thing from this episode, fam, joy makes us, beautifully, us. And one of the things that makes joy so special is that it can coexist with other emotions, even more negative ones like despair, sadness, anger, grief, unhappiness. There's actually space for joy in it all, believe it or not. And remember, fam, joy is what makes life worth living. Oh, I mean, even during my full mental breakdown that I talked about a few episodes ago, at my lowest point, I was so flooded with intense feelings of depression and sadness ugh, and lowness and unworthiness, purposelessness, and just feeling alone. Like I had nothing more to live for and that life in general just wasn't feeling worth it. And at my lowest, the only light at the end of the tunnel for me, I mean, literally the only thing that I could possibly even a little bit grasp onto for any sort of hope is that I focused myself to really focus my mental energy on what brings me joy. Something that could simply restore my own personal faith in the fact that I can actually experience things that make life worth living. That I quite literally, have the ability to experience things that make life worth living. And that the sooner that I can identify what these things are for me, the faster I can take action towards bringing them into my life. And no, this wasn't a quick fix for getting rid of all those shitty, uncomfy, hard to experience emotions I was faced with. But what it did do was give me a sense of purpose again, a sense of hope that I could ascribe meaning to my life, even at my very lowest, And that in the long term, there's more joy to be had. And that the joy and the feelings that come with joy outweighs all of the other muck that I have to deal with. Because joy is our elixir in life. It's that magic potion to help us heal with a little splash of dopamine here and a few drops of serotonin there. And by the way, fam... Dopamine and serotonin are two types of neurotransmitters in our our brain that are chemicals that are quite literally associated with happiness. They're what's physically responsible for all of the positive sensations we feel in our bodies when experiencing true joy. And the more joy we experience, the more often dopamine and serotonin are firing away at our brains, and the greater sense of confidence and contentment and freedom, safety, ease, and bliss we can feel on a regular basis, all to help make life a little bit less hard, or a lot of bit less hard. So scientifically, it's proven that joy helps increase our happiness and is an objectively positive thing to channel into our lives. Getting to know what brings us joy is a major gift we can give ourselves, especially in our confidence-building journeys, because when life is going great, awesome. Joy comes inherently with that. It's easy to feel joyful when life is good. But what about when the going gets tough? That's actually when we need our joys to most, in my opinion, fam, especially as an act of self Love. If we know what brings us joy, it's something we can resort to in our lower periods. It's a way to rely on our own selves, fam, to help us get through challenging times, like I was able to at my lowest point during my Mentipi. Joy is the sweet in the bittersweet in life, fam. And we need to know how to maximize that sweet whenever or wherever we can, because the bitter is inevitable. It's the human condition. I like to call the things that we know that bring us joy, confidence super boosters. This is mainly because of the knowing, the very confidence that you have in understanding what specifically brings you joy and utilizing that as a tool to help make hard times less hard. And especially how it helps influence our confidence in more positive ways. I mean, You tell me, would you rather be confidently miserable or confidently joyful? (laughs) Another beauty of joy is that it comes in all different shapes and sizes. It's dynamic. Joy can be something as small as taking your socks off after wearing them all day or using a pen that makes your handwriting look really good. Or... It can be something as big as achieving a major milestone in your life, like the day that you graduate college or taking the next step in a relationship, like the first time your significant other says, I love you. Some joys are more accessible than others, that is for sure, but it's all about building your own relationship with joy by a knowing what joy means to you and how it feels in your body, and then B, tapping in joy whenever you want or need it most, especially learning how to use your joys to make hard times less hard. I'm going to help you do that last part teaching you how to use your joys to help make hard times less hard because that's when I believe joy can be most supportive to us in our lives. And that's what I want to help do for you, help support you in your life, again, to make life less hard and help boost your confidence across the board. So another key benefit of joy is that it's a natural breaker to the barrier between our conditioned operating model versus things that are truly positive for us. I personally believe that we can't really be trained to experience joy from things that we're supposed to or that we're taught to feel joy from, like things that were joyful to our parents throughout our upbringings might not have felt the same to us or at least didn't feel that way at that time. So, for example, something right off the top of my head is if you grew up in a house where your parents forced you to go to church every Sunday or Shabbat every Friday and you freaking hated it. Like, there was nothing worse than sitting through hours of religious babble in an uncomfortable outfit, putting on a fake smile for your parents as friends with no end in sight, but you did it because your parents made you do it, and even though you also couldn't understand why the heck anyone would like to spend their time in those ways in the first place, that still something that you had to do, or when your parents would make you try foods that were absolutely disgusting to you, or would sign you up for a sport or after-school activity that um, you absolutely hated doing, or how about when they made you play an instrument that you literally didn't like at all. Odds are, your parents wanted you to do all of those things because it's what would bring them joy, even if it was to just watch you play that instrument, which maybe you would get joy out of too. I don't know, but also probably not. So the bottom line here is that joy is something that's unique to you and all of the things that cause you to experience it. They're not something that we can hack or trick into resonating with us. Experiencing joy is something that's purely authentic to who we are, and that's one of the things about joy that makes it really special. What brings us joy is a representation of our core selves. It's not something we can fake unless you're being fake joy, which actually is another topic for another time, fam. That being said, our joys change as we grow and evolve and our life ebbs and flows. Joy is meant to meet you wherever you're at today. And it's very possible that the things that used to be joy suckers for us are now actually some of the things that bring you most joy in life. So a perfect example of this is that I used to never really be able to be alone, and now I totally thrive in my own solitude. But my goodness, fam, the mere thought of me having to be by myself way back when was freaking excruciating. I mean, talk about a joy sucker. When I was by myself, I'd have to either be listening to something or be on the phone with someone, really just anything to engage myself in and distract myself from quite literally being alone with myself. But why did I feel this way? eventual therapy helped me realize that being alone would make me feel so uncomfortable and vulnerable. Like like being alone would make me feel like I was subject to a sneak attack of facing all of my emotional baggage at once. So it was just easier to stay distracted and not be stuck in the uncomfort by always making sure I had something to do or somewhere to be. Even if I didn't like what I was doing, honestly, anything was better than being by myself. But don't worry, fam. Well, (laughs) not that you're worried. (laughs) This isn't the case for me at all whatsoever anymore. Actually, it's quite the opposite. So the beginning of the pandemic was actually really sobering for me in this aspect because it was the first time where I was, A, had no choice but to have some time alone in my life because the whole world was on lockdown and there are only so many ways that you could keep distracted from your whole social life from home. And B, It actually kind of felt safe being alone for the first time in my life because being alone during the pandemic meant that I could be safe from my family. I could be safe from this global once-in-a-lifetime crisis, safe from all of the emotions and trauma that other people were going through. You know what I mean? It was the first time I was really forced to go within and start addressing all of the unaddressed baggage that I had just schlepped around my entire life thus far and find some love for myself, which is something I also really never had before. My company at the time actually was offering free therapy sessions with the therapist, so I figured there was no other time like the present to take him up on this offer. I started working with her once a week, slowly but surely uncovering and working through all of the things, all of the feelings, and all of the emotions that I was hiding from, and all of those things that were holding me back through my whole life. Suddenly, I became more unlocked like never before. I felt free. I had never felt such things in my entire life. Then the following spring, so I want to say April uh, 2021, I was about nine months or so into weekly therapy. And I had actually just quit my job and landed a new gig with about two weeks of time off in between. So I decided to go on my first ever solo trip, which is something that even nine months before, I never ever thought I'd ever want or be able to do. And it was the first time that I didn't feel dependent on anyone else or any kind of outside thing to help bring me joy on the inside other than myself. And I knew that sitting on a beach in the 80 degree sunshine with clear blue water and a good book is what would do it for me. So... I went on a solo trip to St. Martin, and it was quite literally an incredible experience and absolutely life changing. And I'll talk all about that in another episode, really diving into solo time. But for now, the key takeaway here is that I'm quite literally obsessed with solo time and solo trips, and I've now booked a solo trip every year since then. (laughs) I look forward to them actually as big joys in my life that I create for myself and give to myself. Last year, I went to San Diego, and this year, I'm going to Jackson Hole. So remember, fam, joy looks different to all of us, even to ourselves throughout different times in our life. Allow your joys to meet you wherever you're at today, and be sure to check in with yourself on occasion to ensure that your joys still align with who you are right at this very moment. So That brings me into today's pro tip, fam. This week's pro tip is all about confidence super boosters. You're going to make your own joyful toolkit this week. and When I say joyful, I don't mean the joyful as in J-O-Y-F-U-L. I mean joyful as in J-O-Y-F-U-L-L, as in you are full of joy and you are going to use this toolkit to help enable you to be full of joy. So, in your Me, Myself, and I Locked note, make three sections: one for small joys, one for medium joys, and one for big joys. In each section, you're gonna jot down five joys of those types. So small joys are little things that are super accessible and don't take much effort or money to facilitate, like drawing yourself a warm salt bath, salt bath or Treating yourself to a whole piece of chocolate cake, or going on a hottie walk while listening to your favorite pod, confidently me with Cece, or getting a hug from someone you love. Eating your favorite meal, doing a face mask, not skipping your nighttime self-care routine, FaceTiming someone who makes you feel happy, or cuddling with your fur baby, noticing a certain time of day that might be your favorite, putting on your favorite outfit. Then that brings me to medium joys. So medium joys are more time consuming and definitely take a bit more effort or dollars to make it happen. There are things like taking yourself out on a date night, making plans to do a fun activity with one of your best people, splurging on a pair of shoes that you've been dying to buy, ordering in from your favorite restaurant, going to TJ Maxx or Home Goods and buying some candles, getting tickets to a concert you've been wanting to see, going to your favorite workout class, getting a facial or mani-pedi, You know, anything that's like a next level higher to give yourself that love and bring you some happiness and joy. Then big joys are things that require the most time, effort, and money, but also I would say yield the greatest level of joy. They're the most memorable because they're the things that are more scarce in our life. So examples are renovating or updating a room in your apartment or house booking your dream trip to a destination that you've been dying to visit, putting an effort into pursuing something you're passionate about, like starting a volleyball league if volleyball's like your jam, or going out west to ski for a month, getting yourself a pet, organizing a group trip for you and your squad, or working towards getting a new degree. The bottom line here is that all of these things are intended to bring you joy that help get that positive boost in your head, even if it's just aligning with yourself to put these things on your radar to look forward to or set some goals around. And if we have these ready to go in our toolkit, it's something we can provide to ourselves from ourselves whenever we need it most. And the small, medium, and big framework allows you to utilize your joys to help meet your needs wherever you are at, whenever you are at it. So over time, continue to revisit your joy full toolkit and make any changes to ensure that the list meets you wherever you're at today, fam. So you can find today's pro tip as always in the show notes for today's show. And I got to say, just one little homework assignment for you right now in between you doing your pro tip for the day. But Do something right now that brings you joy, even if it's like the smallest of things, like popping a piece of gum that's nice and refreshing, or looking at some old photos of fun times in your camera roll. Joy is accessible 24-7, 365, fam, so don't forget to use it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Confidently Me with CC podcast. I am wishing you a joyful week ahead, and I'll catch you next time, fam. Over and out. Thank you for tuning in to the Confidently Me with Cece podcast. Your journey doesn't end here. Check me out on the gram at Caroline Cannon and on TikTok at Confidently Cece. Feeling empowered already? Let me know your thoughts by leaving a review, five-star rating, and subscribing to the show. Here's to you and your journey. This stuff isn't always easy, but it's a long-term investment in building a relationship with yourself. You know, the person you're stuck with your entire life. (laughs) Tune in on Tuesdays for more great vibes, high energy, and especially confidence boosting. Cece, over and out.